the blast from our past network. Conrad? Conrad! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back because we love Seinfeld. And I assume you do because you're listening to two guys talk about Seinfeld in your free time. (laughs) So what's the deal with that? I don't know. (laughs) And I would have also accepted uh, we do not scoff at Seinfeld. We do not. Uh, I'm Adam, by the way. I'm Corey. And today we are giving you Season 6, Episode 13, The Scoff Law. It first aired on January 26, 1995. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Oh, (laughs) the synopsis person was on a break today. It's one of the shorter ones. George learns the truth about a friend's illness. Kramer helps bring in a notorious scoff law. Scoff law. Scoff law. Scoff law. It's an interesting word, huh? Is it a real? It's a real word, right? I mean, obviously, it's a real word, but it's a real word. I don't know what it means, though. Real word, yeah. I mean, to scoff the law, scoff Mm. the law is basically exactly what it means. So it's a person who flouts the law, if you will, um, especially someone who failed to pay fines owed, or it's a person who flouts rules, conventions, or accepted practices. But yeah, someone who doesn't pay their fines, um, you know, and and and, you know, uh, flouts the law. I guess whatever. It says flouts the law. My problem with, like, when I look up a dictionary definition and they use a word that I don't really know that well to define <laughs> another word that I don't really know that well, it's like, okay. I think, I, I mean, I know what flout. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, but I know. it's just like, why don't you just use a basic fucking word? You know, they, they, they <laughs> avoid the law or some of that kind of shit, you know? God damn it, Miriam Webster. Come on. <laughs> All right. So this episode, like all the others so far, starts off. With a stand-up, this one neat about needing glasses. The new big accessory with eyeglasses seems to be that strap that connects in the back so you can't take them on and off, which I don't get because I thought if you have glasses, isn't that because you need to wear glasses? You need glasses. Isn't that what they say? I mean, an eye doctor doesn't say, would you care for some glasses? When people have crutches, they don't have a little chain attached to a belt so they can just let go of them every now and then. He's like, why why not get a toupee with a rubber band for when you're water skiing and the thing could just woo? And he kind of like mimes a, they actually say it here, they mimes a semi-airborne wig with hand. And uh, yeah, not quite as strong as uh, as the previous episode no. stand up, but not the worst that we've ever heard either. Not the worst ever, but I I, I didn't enjoy myself no. like I did in the last one. So. Yeah, yeah, the last one the last one was truly good. This was just yeah. okay. We're done here. And in my opinion, that's a thing. That's a uh, a, a start of things to come. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> All oh right. my, you're coming in hot on this I'm one. I'm <laughs> coming in hot. All right. Uh, on the street, George runs into a guy he knows, Gary, played by John Lovitz. John motherfucking Lovitz, one of my oh. fucking favorite SNL comedians. And I know that you like The Critic. You're a big Critic fan, right? Huge Critic fan. I own the series on DVD. Um, it, it's a hilarious show. And John Lovitz is the voice of The Critic. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I very much enjoy his stuff. And I think he replaced Phil Hartman on news radio. He did. He did. Okay. Actually, we talked about okay. wow, two episodes. We're talking news radio. Um, but yes. So they obviously when Phil Hartman, uh, wife killed him because fuck that bitch. Um, sorry. That was harsh. Not harsh to say. I was, about, I was about to say, oh, that was mean to say. No. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah. You're she allowed fucking, to say that. It's she okay. Killed so, Phil Hartman. Fuck yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. she took him from us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, uh, he did take over for his role. I mean, it didn't last too much longer. Uh, maybe it was like another season or two at max after that. I mean, so. Phil Hartman was fantastic on yeah. that show. It was, oh, yeah. it's what, that was one of those things that it was hard to recover story-wise, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, from that. And which is, it's also interesting because we were talking about that last episode, but that's, yeah, that's where Joe Rogan also kind of got his sort of big start. I always, and Dude. even now, like, even when I see Joe Rogan at any point in time, the first thing I always think of is like, oh, he's, it's the janitor from news radio. That's okay. You don't think of Fear Factor. You don't think of no. U- uh, USC or any, or his own standup. Or no, like, podcasting because he's like uh, he was the king of podcasting for no he yeah still and, is true and truly yes I and yes of course I know him for all that but I always think of news radio first dude because yeah. that's the first time I ever saw him I I still honestly kind of just think the first word that comes to my mind is douche uh, <laughs> when I think Joe Rogan and when I also he think of douche I think of croakies which croakies are the thing uh, that Jerry was talking about that uh. connects <laughs> behind the head. <laughs> How about that segue? <laughs> Good one, buddy. Good one. Way to bring it back around. That's right. All right. So um, Gary casually drops to George. Uh, oh, yeah, that he was having chemo at some point. So obviously he oh, has cancer. Yeah, because George was like, hey, how come you haven't returned my phone calls and all yeah. this kind of stuff? And yeah, yeah, he, he drops that and is like, okay, bye, and just bounces out. Yep. All right. Kramer um, is uh, on a street side. Uh, and he says, uh, or he gets litter thrown right out at him, which fuck that guy who threw the litter. I hate that shit so much. Um, and he says, Hey pig, but there's a cop right next to him who hears it, obviously thinking that Kramer is talking to him. Yes. Yes. And, and that cop, when he looks at Kramer, then the car that he was writing up speeds off. Yes. And now should we talk about it now? (laughs) Because we know that this cop is going to have an eye patch. But he doesn't have an eye patch in this scene. No, he doesn't. And that's I, a that's a that's a big aspect, and something that takes, you know, that takes on that Kramer takes on later. Um, but there is, without question, two fucking eyes that you see in this scene. I've never noticed that before this this viewing right here. I always because yeah. we know he has the eye patch. I just always thought he had the eye patch at the beginning too. Yeah, I have no idea, and I didn't do any research if there was a missing scene or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe, or it would have made fucking sense if like, I don't know when the car scrolled, it went out and then maybe like something hit his eye, yeah, but that didn't work. didn't, didn't play out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would like kick up a pebble or something yeah. or he's like, ah, you know, and then Kramer runs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't notice, if you don't notice that he doesn't have an eye patch, it's, it's fine. But yeah, it's now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. But that is a massive issue. Yep. Um, you know, with their continuity. Agreed. So. And, and something that really doesn't seem to happen often on Seinfeld. This yeah. is, seems like a very rare thing, but boy, is it egregious. They're better than this. They are Definitely. better than this. Yes. And we deserve better. We do. All right. So Kramer tells Jerry about the situation at the apartment. Uh, in comes George, who wants to speak to Jerry privately. 
Kramer then kind of puts him in a headlock and does this whole kind of like weird friend thing. Um, like, oh, you can tell me, you can tell me. And all this weird shit, which one, I don't know. Well, I guess I guess he didn't want to tell Kramer because he's afraid Kramer might say something. Um, or well, he doesn't know the guy. Or I don't yeah, know. I think it was but, more like, this is this is between us. This is our yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Kramer, Kramer kind of does this whole weird thing. That, uh, we never really see Kramer no. do all this much. It, no, it, it's, it felt... It's, Aggressive. It was, it was aggressive. It was broy. It was it was strange. And he just kind of kept acting weird as he was like he left the room. He just kind of kept staring at George. Kind of very. I don't even know how to fucking explain it, man. I, I don't either. But I, I'm not gonna say I hate it. I thought no. it was fun. And did you see the Jerry's face? Like he he was like cracking up when it was happening. And I was like, that's that's awesome. But I do love when uh, when Kramer like he's like peeking through the door as as George is trying to close it. Yeah, dude, it's a it's a wild scene, man. It's a wild scene. I wonder if it was one where they kind of like eh, they. This is something I'll do. I'm not I'm not a grand director by any means. But if I'm like kind of filming something and I need somebody to do something and I get it from them and I'm happy with it, but I know like they still maybe not be happy with themselves, then I'm like, I might say, hey, all right, I want you to do this however you want. Yeah. However the heck you want to do it. You know, and sometimes you'll get these very different kind of reactions out of them than you never expected. And some of them might be it. And so my guess, my thought in my head is like, maybe this is a scene where they're just like, hey, you know, Michael do this however you want, you know, just go ham. And he went fucking ham and they, I think they ended up liking it. That's, that's just my guess. I, I, I think so too. And judging by Jerry Seinfeld, the actor's reaction, uh, I think that validates what you're saying because his like smile and laugh. And it's a good thing. It wasn't like he was facing them. So you kind of see his back half, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. like the center point, but you could see it. He was just beaming. He was having a good time yeah. with it. So it almost felt like he was breaking character right there, but yeah, it worked whatever it did. I liked it. I liked this whole little scene right here. Yep. All right, uh, George tells Jerry about Gary having cancer, but Jerry already knew. Yeah. Holy shit, and he was sworn to secrecy, uh, all because, you know, apparently George uh, feels, or all because they don't think George can keep a secret. It's um, and poker of course, face. It's poker yes, face he's upset sucks. about that. He has a terrible poker face. <laughs> do, you, do you ever win at poker? No. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, in comes Elaine, uh, who Jerry told her about the cancer, which, of course, upsets George even more because uh, <laughs> she makes a comment knowing exactly what they're talking about. Uh, then pops Kramer back in and mentions that uh, Jake Jarmel was on TV. We actually, you know, from previous episode yep. who was dating with Elaine and he's got uh, he, he wants his glasses. He really likes the glasses that he has. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. Uh, and we what to, to bring it back. This is Jerry's kind of like this is the juji fruit breakup, right? And she's like, yeah, this was the juji fruit. <laughs> and she, I mean, she clearly really liked him, you know. Like it kind of mm-hmm. upset her, but yeah. I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's a successful writer. Yeah, of course. You, you she messed up on that one. Yeah. So I I remember when we talked the juji fruit episode, I was like, man, just you can chipmunk that shit and move it aside. You can still talk. Yeah. 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 I had some juji fruits not that long ago, and I did. You put them in your mouth. And the thing is that, yes, you can still move them around, but they stick to your teeth like a yeah, motherfucker. Dude. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of forgot just how sticky they are. They're like, they're like fucking filling pullers, basically. Yes. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, the, that's the thing. Like, I love Mike and Ike's. Those are my favorite, oh, yeah, like, like gummy fruity candies, but they're not as sticky 
as Juji Fruits are. But I like Juji Fruits too, man. I do I dig think, them. But I think the, it's because Mike and Ike has that kind of candy yeah, coating. Yep, and that, candy that coating. helps. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. But dude, Juji, they don't have. We do. I think we talked about this before. But did, they don't have a, a licorice in them, right? Or, they, do. They, they do. They do. So that's one of the, the one that, right. even though it is shaped like it should be grape flavored. It is called anise or anise or whatever yeah. how you pronounce it, but it, that is it's licorice. Which fuck licorice? I fucking hate licorice flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Go back and listen to that episode. I do remember us. We talked extensively about how we hated licorice. <laughs> yeah, and it should they should turn it to grape without question. Yeah, of course. So wait, they don't have a grape one? No. Well, fuck that noise. Grapes the bad. I mean, grapes already a great like candy mm. flavor. Anyways, make that shit grape. Son, yeah. come on, juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> juji fruits that's right, juicy juji, fruit. yeah, you're right juicy you're fruits right. of gum you're right <laughs> all right all right uh at any book signing that jake jarmel's at oh uh, uh, walden books by the way when the fuck yeah, have we haven't heard that in forever dude <laughs> true true they uh i'm sure went out of business probably like yeah. 20 2008 or five or something i can't remember i think i mean i think barnes and noble killed them and then mm-hmm. amazon killed everybody else yeah true true so uh but yes uh she goes to the book signing kramer you know, asks for the frames and Jake Jarmel refuses, which is peculiar. Kramer even kind of says, well, that's peculiar, which <laughs> is peculiar because fuck Jake Jarmel for not, you know, goddamn, it's just like, I mean, he's just being awkward in there. He just likes his look. He doesn't want anyone else to have his look. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like how Kramer's like, well, that's peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right. uh, At Monk's, uh, Gary and George chat about things. Um, You know, he said said that, uh, oh, he has this friend Debbie who says hi, uh, that kind of thing. Um, he didn't tell him about the whole cancer thing because George couldn't keep a secret, all that. Uh, George also mentions, hey, there's this, you know, lady uh, who just comes in and doesn't talk to anybody. It's just kind of strange. Um, that's it. Attractive yeah. lady. Yeah. We'll come back to her later. All right. Kramer apologizes to the cop um, who is now currently wearing a fucking eye patch. Totally not in that first scene that we saw. Um, so, but he tells them about this whole story about this scofflaw, this guy who keeps evading them, um, and he keeps giving him the slip for years. It's his white whale, uh, that he almost got him yesterday, but he lost it. He lost him because of Kramer's distraction. Now, in my opinion, I hear, I'm just, this literally just came to mind, um, because the cop could obviously probably see pretty well because he had both eyes. Uh, he could see at that time, even though when you're giving a ticket, to somebody and they're you know and they're in their car usually you see if they're in their car yeah. or not yeah yeah and so yeah. If, if if 
whoever the scofflaw is, which we'll find out soon, um, was in the car, he should have seen that and then talked to the guy. And Usually they ask you to move first or something. Right. I, I completely agree because he got out of there too quick. He had to yes. have been in the car. Yeah, the guy, the guy turned away was. for a second, and the car started pulling out. Yeah, without yep. question. Who, exactly. Whoever that was. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Gary tells George about this whole parking spot that he's oh, got. Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. I had one hmm. thing. So yeah. I wanted to – one thing I wanted to add to the scene. It made me realize that I never use a Great White Whale or, or my White Whale anymore. I now always use Great White Buffalo from fucking Hot Tub Time Machine. And, of course, you have to say it, Great White Buffalo, Great White Buffalo. I've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine. All right. Good talk. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Moving sorry. on. I'm- I can't help you there. I can't, I can't back you up. Okay. Okay. I, I imagine one, somebody out there can, but uh, okay. Good talk, my man. Good talk. All right. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I stopped the uh, next scene for that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Uh, Gary tells George about this parking spot that he had or that he has um, that he can give it to him because you know he feels bad that George you know is all upset because he didn't get the secret and he has another secret for him, which <laughs> well. he tells him that the cancer thing is all fake. And then he just kind of laughs and leaves. <laughs> Holy shit. That is dumb for him to say that. He just like, he loves to drop bombs on George and like bounce out of there. But like during this conversation, I did like the fact, and I do think it is a, a very famous George thing where he's like, George's like, what does it say? Like, what you're living a lie. He's like, uh, just one. I'm living like 20. Yeah. Which is fun. That is a funny line. Yeah. And, and that's something that I think a lot of people remember as a, as a George line, it kind of stands out, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I like how he just fucking John Lovitz or Gary just drops bombs and rolls mm-hmm. at the apartment. They talk about Jake Jarmel just being a dick. Um, and, uh, Kramer mentions to Elaine, Hey, that, uh, he told him that Elaine said hi, which she freaks out about because she had the upper hand, mm-hmm. you know, everything's a competition with her and that kind of thing. And she's like, no, 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 no. I had the upper hand. If you say that, then that means, you know, he thinks I still like him or something, or I still want to communicate. And so now she feels she's lost it. So of course she's going to go tell him in person that she never said hi, (laughs) which which is much more. uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to, we're going to see. But um, in comes George real quick, acting weird. I do really like this scene yep. where Jerry calls him out for his bad poker face, and he, Jerry keeps pressuring him. He's like, what do you have there? A pair of bullets? Uh, you got two pair? Three of a kind? What do you got? What do you got? You got a uh, straight? What do you got? Flush? No. You, what, you have a full house? And then George just can't contain it. And I swear to God, dude, that's Jason Alexander cracking because he you can see like he's trying to like make his like do sort of do a frown, but he's cracking. I was like, dude, he is he's about to lose it. And you can fucking tell because Jerry, the way he's rattling them off. I love and I love that you call it out. You got a pair of bullets. What's up there, buddy? I, just, I love how he's just quick about it, dude. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep, that's good stuff. So um, we cut to Elaine who tries to get her hand back, if you will. Um, but she further loses it because Jake is like, yeah, you came all the way over to see me just to say this. That is far more show- telling that I'm in your head. Yeah. And so yeah. she's completely lost her entire hand. Of course. Of course. But I do like that little bit where the guy behind her is like, hey, man, move along. Like, I'm trying to get my book signed. She's not even paying attention to him. She grabs his book, signs yep. it, gives it back to him. I was like, that's a good bit right there. I really enjoyed that. By the way, yeah. that guy. 
shit ton of voiceover credits. Like, he is a prolific video game and cartoon voiceover artist. I mean, shit ton. Wow, very interesting. Good for that guy. Yeah. Didn't didn't note his name, but noted he had a shit ton of credits. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's cool. All right, uh, Jerry is, of course, upset uh, at Gary when he hears the news of... Uh, that, you know, the cancer was never fake or the cancer was fake. Um, you know, I like their little line that, you know, who would even do this? You know, even you wouldn't be able to do this. George's like, well, I might be able to do this. And I'm like, yeah, George, George could do this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, I could do it. It's great. I love that. Yeah. He knows he's evil. He knows he's, well, he, I, I do love when George is, he's very confident in his Georgisms, you know, in, in these mm-hmm. little particular areas. Yep. George could pull that off. Uh, so Jerry, of course, wants to bitch out Gary, uh, but George stops him because he wants the parking spot. So now there's this whole bind of, you know, he can't say anything. He can't call him out, but you, you be nice. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you be nice. So which we'll hear back actually in this very next scene at Monk's. Jerry meets with Gary and we get that little it's not internal monologue, but it kind of is because he's re- reminiscing about George saying, you be nice, you be nice. Um, which actually I thought worked pretty fucking well. It, it was, dude, it works so well because fucking Gary's like talking about having like his, like, like, I don't know, his fillings removed because he got mercury in him or something. And he's like, let me look at yours, you know, and Jerry's like, no. And then that's what he says, you be nice. And I love how begrudgingly angry, like Jerry opens his mouth to let Gary look inside. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a good Jerry moment that I fucking adore. All right. He's, like, he's so, just like, ah. <laughs> um, in comes Kramer wearing an eye patch, motivated by the cop's eye patch. And we get a fun little callback to the whole pirate. I don't want to be a pirate where Jerry says, you look like a pirate. And Kramer goes, I want to be a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he goes to, and then Jerry introduced uh, Gary to him and he goes to shake his hand and he misses. Cause yes. he's, he's got no depth perception. It's fucking great, dude. The, the, in this scene, the Michael Richards physical comedy is really strong. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. When he kind of falls into the, uh, into the, uh, booth, you know, all, just in general. And then he says like, oh, there's, there's just, you know, only one problem, which you assume are the problems that we just saw. And he's like, no, it's itchy. And it's like, oh shit, that's even funny. <laughs> and then he, cause he shifts it to his other eye. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, this is like, like we mentioned last episode, dude, that is, this is another like classic Seinfeld thing, man. It's, it's wild seeing just like these little bits that you know we're going to show up probably the next episode on on uh you know classic uh on the 100 but knowing more so in the future these are the these are moments that people are really going to remember and everything it's yeah. it's great seeing them just in context you know because like yeah. after a while you get used to seeing these moments more like in little clip shows or in memes or something but like it's nice to actually see them in context appear and unfold in front of you yep i agree uh gary who uh is very confident right now um, because he's wearing uh, a rug. He's wearing a toupee that Jerry gave him a gift certificate for. Um, and he goes and talks to that lady uh, that was one George was kind of mentioning, the attractive lady who just sits there and doesn't talk to anyone. Um, but, yeah, so he's got he's got confidence with his uh, with his new hair. He does. So, he does. Yeah. Got to have that. Got to have that hair confidence, baby. Uh, he can. He just keeps. What, what's the line? What's that line, Corey? That he keeps <laughs> uh, saying? He keeps it's coming, it baby. Time. It's coming. Good it's for coming. you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but he says it like something like that every time you see him. Right yeah, now. yeah. He's, he's brimming with confidence. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, George and Debbie are in the car, which Debbie comes out of nowhere, 
I had to go back and be like, who the fuck is this Debbie person that is in the car with him? And then I had to go back into, okay, I, I really rewatched that first scene that, or that scene where George and Gary are talking because he says, he said, oh, Debbie says hi, which was an off the cuff thing that really went nowhere. And George didn't be like, oh, really, Debbie? And like, it, there was none of that. And so it's like, who is this? Rand-? At first I was like, is that the girl from the booth? No, that's not her. Who is this? Yeah. Um, a funny little call out where he's, you know, says, oh, this car was once owned by John Voight. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Funny. <clears throat> but apparently, um, you know, he called her out of the blue because she said hi through Gary. Um, but, you know, the joke kind of being that saying hi is like flirting. Yeah. But it's not really. Um, like, if if I said, hey, Corey, say hi to Myra for me. Yeah. I, that's not me trying to get in Myra's pants. It's me trying to say hi to Myra because she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's no, a friend. I, and, and it's like. Because, yeah, I, 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 cause then they start digging into like, oh, I said I sent my regards or something. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I do think that we're st- like, it's one of those things where, again, the writer's like honing in on something that I just don't think exists, you know, like, like turning a, a, a mountain or a molehill into a mountain. Like, I, I just don't think that, that it's as clever or as, um, realistic as the writer thinks that it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. So, um, but yeah, so now George, obviously, because she only sent her regards, is a bit, you know, worried that she doesn't like him. Okay, whatever. Uh, Elaine in a cab sees someone who has the exact same frames as Jake Jarmel. And so I like the cabbie actually here. He's just, he's kind of like a go with the flow kind of dude. Yeah, I know. She goes, she tells him to pull over. He pulls over. She goes, I think, uh, I think I have a way to get back at my ex. And he goes, good. Revenge is very good. And that's it. And I wrote that down. I was like, I love this cab driver. I wish we saw more of him. Good. Revenge is very good. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's all down. He pulls over. Yeah. So she heads out. Um, let's see. Yeah. She offers to buy the, buy his frames, um, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, he, he, after a little bit, he, uh, is willing to go along with it. Yeah. That, Uh, that guy is, uh, Danny Breen. He was actually a writer on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, uh, yeah, he unfortunately passed away in 2017. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we see that George is definitely not on a date because yeah, she just sent her regards, that kind of stuff. Um, and this woman is actually kind of mentions that she's in love with Gary because kind of almost because he got sick. Yeah. So, but well, this is something that George knows is bullshit. Right. Yeah. He, she fell in love with him because like the sickness or him being sick put like things into perspective and he has mm-hmm. perspective now and that's attractive yeah. to her, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Kramer and Jerry discuss the Senate and house whips. And what do they do? <laughs> it's just—it's one of those random Seinfeld conversations, you know. Um, and Kramer makes up this whole bogus reason because they had whips and they were whipping people and that kind yeah, of shit. I like that. So. I, I, that's like you said, it's a random Seinfeld conversation that I sometimes don't think we get as much anymore because now these episodes are so jammed packed with characters and and yeah. storylines and stuff that there's not really much opportunity to sneak these little moments in that you and I do love. Yeah. You mentioned jam packed. This episode is jam packed with characters like this Debbie character. Fuck this whole thing. I don't need any of this. Um, but also these scenes are really fast. 
Like, I think almost too fast where it's jarringly like, let me sit on a scene. Let me like soak up some of this stuff where it's just like, oh, here's this and there's that. And then we go to the other thing and then we're going back to this and we're going back to that. And we're going back and forth and back and forth. It's just like, all right, I felt like I wasn't breathing this this episode. And and I do think that this is something that becomes much more apparent in the later series. Uh, and it's something you and I have discussed previously, and I know I've brought it up. I like the scenes where it's like we're five, five or seven minutes in one location. We don't, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't think we're going to get a lot of those anymore. I think this is going to be the style moving forward. A lot of boom, 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 jumping around. Like, I almost feel like if you look at how many scenes are in, like, this episode and the previous episode, compare them to, like, season three, I think yeah. you're we're looking at an average of almost twice as many scenes in an episode as we had previous. And I think that is lends itself to not feeling like you're breathing at all. It's so fast. Yeah. I mean, we do I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but season six is the start of Andy Ackerman uh directing Seinfeld. He directs it through its end, but before this it was Tom Sharon's. Yeah. And so this is you're right, this is definitely a different director very much can mean a different style. Mm-hmm. And so we are starting to see that emerge. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Uh, I will say that I do. This is the part where Gary comes back from talking to the girl and he goes, you know, he says something like, ah, you know who she's talking to? She's talking to Blue Streak now, Jack. <laughs> hey, right, so God, you, guys, love, you love that Jack stuff. I, guys, John Lovitz, if you said to me, I fucking hate him. I would say I totally understand. But for some reason, ever since I was a fucking kid, the John Lovett stick, the thing that he does, I love. And it never gets old to me. But if you said it got old to you, I would totally get that. Because I do think that normally someone like John Lovett, I would not dig. But for some reason, I mm-hmm. love him to death. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? The one thing I didn't mention, I actually did look up what, uh, the Senate whip does and the the house whip. I was going to ask you. Yeah. (laughs) What what is it? What does the whip do? So both parties, um, you know, in the Senate elect a whip, uh, and the term whip comes from a a fox hunting expression, uh, that's called whipper in, which is referring to the member of the hunting team responsible for keeping the dogs from straying from the team during the chase. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so he, so or he or she keeps yes. things sort of on track, essentially, right? It's fox hunting. It's definitely a white male. No, oh, yeah. it's 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 yeah. not a she, he <laughs> yeah. or she, buddy. It's a white male if of it's course. fox hunting. Of course, of course. But I meant for the like the Senate whip, uh, the person then is basically keeping the the discussion on track, I guess, or, oh, or the debate yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. So so traditionally, serving as assistant leaders, whips are mainly responsible for counting heads and mm-hmm. rounding up party members for votes and quorum calls. Uh, um, they occasionally stand in for majority and minority leaders in their absence. But yeah, so that kind of thing. They you know they just kind of keep things organized, yep. I guess, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's. Hey, we learned something today, man. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Seinfeld. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> Good uh, for you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That was that was much better. Uh, All right. Uh, Gary talks to the woman. Yeah, he talks to the woman in Monks. He gets her number. Um, the cop uh, finds the car again that he's been looking for, his white whale, this brown whatever it was. Um, meanwhile, the guy Elaine uh, bought the glasses from walks into the middle of the road because he can't fucking see uh, in front of George, who then 
goes swerving and kind of crashes away, which then distracts the cop and the car, the white whale car gets away again. Ah, And Kramer turns and says, Newman, (laughs) I'm pissed. We don't see Newman at all. Right. Like actually driving it, you know? Yeah. 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 Give me, just give me something. Like I would have loved to see him just kind of like cackling as he's driving just a quick shot. Yeah. Um, But like, you just kind of have to take his word, but I just thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, it will, especially now we're like, wait, so he like ninja himself in that first scene into the car, started yeah. it, you know, while Kramer. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we know it's Newman, you're like, how do you miss that guy? <laughs> exactly. All right. So George and Jerry are talking about, um, you know, Gary's all new confidence that he has. Um, and he got the girl that uh, George was kind of mentioning earlier, yeah. the attractive one from the corner. Um, but also it's really about the confidence from his new hair from his toupee. Mm. And you see kind of George a little bit interested in that. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Is this where he like, he like scratches his head and then like, Oh, looks down on his shoulder and has like some hair there. So like he brushes it <laughs> yes. off. And he's like, huh? Yes, this is and, yeah. <laughs> so. yep. Which is just, I know where this is leading. And I thought this was going to be, did we not, did we not already have that scene where, Elaine grabs the toupee off his head. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's later. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's coming. And yeah, this that's is coming. Yeah, this, this is this is going to be leading up to that. That's I, what I thought. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't think we were actually going to get the toupee this quickly in this season. I thought that was towards the end of season six. So yeah, I'm excited because I, I, the toupee is, is some fun shit, man. Yes, that is a. a that, we'll talk about comedic timing. Yeah. and just how they you know do everything perfectly. But I thought I thought it was like I thought for myself to a second is this that episode only because you see him wanting to get a toupee and then we will get to that but um are, are but yeah, you so that's later did you ever watch dark on netflix no i've never heard of that okay good talk great fucking talk <laughs> all right. uh, okay all right uh kramer calls out newman for being the scofflaw again they're, they're kind of shoving this fucking word down our throat uh, no one's ever said that in, in any conversation I've ever fucking said no, or heard. No, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. But I, I love, I mean, I love Newman. Help me, Kramer. Help me. I was going to say, <laughs> Newman is almost uncharacteristically weak in this scene where he's crying and he's upset about the pressure of constantly having to look over his shoulder from the law. Uh, but I mean, again, Kramer has done this kind of thing before where he pressures people just like he did Ray with the statue, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But... But it, 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 I just felt Newman cracked pretty quickly. Yeah, I I just took it as 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 someone who has you know flown under some some radars uh, uh, for their for the things that they owe uh, uh, government agencies. I was say, when, when was the last time you paid taxes, Corey? I'm just for, kidding. For what they owe government agencies, and uh, I. It, it, I felt like his reaction was 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 fine. <laughs> okay, I was like, I think he he yeah, I think he lives with that stress and everything. And I loved how he cracked. I thought I, but yeah, my perspective, I was like, yep, I can buy this. I can buy this. Okay, All right. well, you have a different perspective than I do on that matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, one time when I was living in downtown LA, man, I was driving. I had like like expired like uh, Maryland tags on my giant hoopty car, but I was living on Sixth and Spring in this apartment complex, Premier Towers. Oh, yeah. oh, and, you're right, you're right downtown. Yeah, yeah right downtown, dude. Uh, right by LA Cafe and and everything. And uh, 
I always see my street um, on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually the street that the uh, that the giant locomotive goes down in uh, Inception. I saw that being oh, filmed. Yeah, cool. I saw that being filmed. Um, but one time, cop clocked me. I was on Broadway going up, going to six, you know, and I made a right, and I was like, oh shit, he made a right too. I was like, he's coming for me. I kind of started speeding up. I made a right onto Spring. He, I could tell he's speeding up too. I'm flying down fucking Spring Street, clicking, clicking the thing, clicking the motherfucker thing, and he comes around that corner, and right when I pull in, I see his lights come on, but I was in, baby, and the gate started going down, and I, dude, <laughs> dude, seriously, no lie, we looked at each other through the gate, like I was still in my car, I looked at him, he looked at me, he just shook his head, turned off his lights, and drove. I was like, Holy that's right, motherfucker. Shit. That's right. Only time in my entire life, like, I, I beat a cop. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what he was going to pull me over. Probably out of state tags, probably, you know, but yeah. yeah. I was like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> wow. That is, um, that's intense. That's yeah. fucking awesome. That, that was, that was a wild one for me, bro. I'm such a fucking rule follower. I never would have done that. Never. So, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like you. I am very square. I am a square nerd. But this was like, bro, I was like, I was broke. I had no money. I was like, I can't afford no ticket. I'm I'm trying. I'm going to try for this. (laughs) And I did it. I did it. So the moral of the story is run, guys. Run from the cops. (laughs) No, that is not the moral. Pay your bills. Pay your taxes. Don't live in fear. (laughs) Don't be Newman. Don't be me. No. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. All right. Uh, yeah, so we see then that George is very motivated to uh, get his toupee. Uh, then we cut to Monks. Elaine talks to Lippman. Hey. We haven't seen Lippman in a while. Yeah, about a potential job. He's potentially starting his own um, publishing company. 
and he wants you know to discuss with Elaine. I can't remember why did Elaine get fired? Why is she not? Uh, well, it, uh, I mean, the company w- went out of business. So the company. So, went, oh, that's right, because he got sick. The whole the got, Chinese yep, merger is. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, the, so it fell fell apart. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like so he's still she's still in a high standing. It wasn't like you know her fault in his head or anything. like no, that. No, no, okay, no. Cool. Yeah, she's she's still cool. cool he's cool, still cool. cool with it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, uh, yeah, and Lippman's going to do things in the future with like the muffin tops and stuff like that. I'm just yeah, I'm glad yes. I'm glad they're finding ways to bring Lippman in. And right now it doesn't feel convoluted. Like it doesn't feel like it's pushed. Agreed. Um, I do like a little quick little uh, line from Elaine. She says she's tired of looking for socks. Yeah. Which we haven't seen Pitt, Mr. Pitt in I, a while either. I know. I, and I think he's going to be ending soon, but yeah. I love Mr. Pitt is as little amount of time that we got him, you know? Yeah. Um, so yes, we, uh, uh, Lippman mentions that, Oh, I like the frames that you have. And she only got them just to fuck with Jake Jarmel earlier. Um, and so she's like, Hey, take them. You take him, Mr. Lippman. Sure. You know, so he takes the frames and um, there you go. But but what's weird is she knows that Jake Jarmel is, is obviously would be triggered by these glasses. She knows yeah. that Lippman's entire thing is predicated because he says if the Jake Jarmel sales go well, why would she get, why would she give him those glasses? She is a bit oblivious. Yeah. I mean, without question. I mean, we saw it some on the last episode and we see it in other episodes. Elaine is a bit of a ditz at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. All right. Uh, Newman, according from, from Kramer's lead, uh, or from Kramer pushing him, gives himself up and we see him with a judge and the judge forces him to get a garage spot, uh, which he's all upset because he can't afford it. Like that seems very practical and not, not that harsh of a sentence. I, I think the joke is specific for New Yorkers where a garage spot is so insanely expensive <laughs> True, which, which, which um, this is 1995, yeah. and even when um, uh, John Lovitz's uh, yeah, character, Gary. Gary, Gary says, oh, you have to pay the taxes, it'd be like 50 bucks a month. I'm like, 50 bucks a month is pretty damn expensive. Like, if you're paying that, and that's just the tax for a fucking parking spot, that's insane. And well, it's like 10%, right? So, like, that means the parking spot itself is 500 bucks, right? Yeah, that'd be, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's that's it. dude. Like our rent here, like you know what I mean. Like that's like half of like like yeah. my that's rent ha- at yeah. most places. Like that's that is and, that is more than half my mortgage. Yeah, and <laughs> and that's why I mean that's why people don't own cars in Manhattan. You know, I mean that's that's it right there. Yeah. And as we've uh, mentioned this kind of thing before, that's why we moved out of fucking a big city like L.A. slash New York kind of thing because we want to be able to afford shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. The yeah. You, you have to. You have to pull in a certain amount of money to be able to live a, f- a good adult life in a city, you know? Yep. Yep. All right. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Or you're going to be living with roommates your entire life. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, George gets his toupee, um, which I want to say in this scene, I don't think it really looks that bad. No, no I, I don't think it ever looks as bad as Jerry thinks it's going to look. It's like, in Jerry's head, he's just got that 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 lounge singer guy in his head, you know, like that. That's what the, 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 the John Lovitz lounge singer yeah, from SNL, yeah, basically, basically. But even like the guy that's fitting uh, George, like his doesn't look oh, bad. Wait, sorry, 
Sorry, John Lovitz was a lounge singer in the movie The Wedding Singer or something like that. That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, I. I don't honestly. I, no. Honestly, I think Jason Alexander looks fan fucking tastic when he has his toupee, and obviously yeah. we'll be talking more about it in, in episodes yes. to come. But I think he looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah, he looks very solid. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, Jerry totally rips on it. Um, they see. Jerry, or they see Gary at the uh, at this toupee place, and here where we get the line. This is this is my favorite one, dude. He's like, "Oh, you're getting a toupee? Good for you, Jack. I love it. I love it." But honestly, more so, I love when when uh, Jerry looks at George with the "Can I destroy him now?" That I fucking yeah. love. Yep, he does. He exactly. He looks right to him. Um, you know, because. Gary tells George that he can't give him the parking space because of some scofflaw. Again, shows that fucking word down our throat. Um, who we know is Newman. Um, but now, so yes, Jerry gives uh, George a look and George nods to him, basically. <laughs> like, yes. Unleash the fury. <laughs> Unleash the beast. Take him down, dude. So which he does, he knows about the fake cancer. Uh, all right. George walks into Monk's with some confidence and a rug on his head. And this woman, very attractive woman, immediately flirts with him, kicks out the chair to come sit with him. Bro, let's not overlook George's fantastic line when he says, how's your life? I'm like, I was like, what the fuck, man? That was, I mean, that was a baller fucking line right there. The way he says it and everything. Absolutely. Like, he is brimming with confidence, very similar to how Gary was earlier. Um, and he's killing. And I and I my, my note was good for George. Yeah. yeah, I usually love George falling on his face at the end of an episode, but here I didn't hate it. I I am totally okay with George doing fine right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's because it's it's for some reason. It's different than when he, because what was it? What was it season one the, that we hated more than anything was at the very end, Confident George with the, the stock tips and everything. That, yeah. that kind of set the tone for everything. Like uh, we hated Confident George and Cocky George, but for some reason, and maybe it's the toupee. Maybe it's it's because we're not having this disconnect from like, why would you be so confident looking that way? Now you're like, well, I, I don't think Jason Alexander is an unattractive man with with the toupee on. Like it just it does wonders for him. And I'm with you, dude. I I thought this was fucking baller and I had no problem with how this ended. Yeah, um, I will say, like, when I was a younger man, I. I've never been a fake boobs guy. I'm I am all natural. Sure. I've been all natural. That's what I enjoy. Um, and so, like, I would like at one point kind of look down, like, why the fuck are you getting fake boobs? Like, this is just stupid. You're stupid for doing that. Like, I had thought that before. This is when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. But I'll tell you, like, right now, if you know, if you can afford it, or if you can, you know, make it work for your finances or whatever, and you get some plastic surgery like or you get a toupee or you get you know you get the boobs and they make you feel more confident about yourself fuck everyone else like my dumbass younger self do what you need to do to make yourself feel happy and if that makes you have a little boost about i like the way i look then good for you and fuck everyone else Adam, you are truly becoming a more mature man i i, I and you're right dude you're 100% right and i actually 
it's, it, I mean, it's it's no surprise that we think similarly about a lot of things. We're, we're friends. We clearly get along. I felt the same way. And then you get to a point where you realize, oh, it's not about you, me. Yeah. It's about them. It's your, about how your it's, fake tits are not about me. Exactly. It's about what something you needed to make yourself feel better. You get over a yep. breakup or whatever the fuck it is. It, just, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's you about you. It, you got it. Yep. It's yeah. about you getting your groove back. It's the same with toupees. It's it's exact same. Both guys and girls, both ways. It's it's the exact same thing. And whatever it takes, man, to make you a happy person. Uh, yeah. Fuck me. Fuck. I don't give a. Yeah, yes. Fuck me. Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> you people who do your thing. Do your thing. Don't ever fucking listen to us, you know, type of thing. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm with you, my man. I actually I actually came to that realization, not now, but I came to it as well at, at one point mm-hmm. in my life. Um, you kicked off uh, the last one. Well, I, well hold on. Hold, hold, yep. Don't skip the little tag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, end. sorry, sorry. We have a little tag here of Littman doing a little press conference. That's right. Um, and he pulls out the glasses frames, which, of course, pisses off Jake Jarmel and things go haywire. Uh, they kind of end up fighting, and Elaine just says, "I'm, I'm gonna go look for some socks." As she walks away, <laughs> I like that. I thought that was yeah. that was fine, you know. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, last episode, you, you you took it off, so I'm gonna do it this one. Um, I, I'm not gonna make any bones about it, you guys. I love fucking John Lovitz. I think this is a fun episode. It is not perfect like the previous episode but it is not a slump like it was before i think there's a lot of fun stuff happening here i think there's a lot of like especially like with george i liked i i I, it's it's fun to see we're about to take off into a new era of George. Um, I don't quite remember how long he has the toupee for. It might only be for like one or two episodes or whatever, but I do know that this is going to be an era. We're in a tiny, a tiny little era of George, and I'm excited to be here for it, and I can't wait to see how, how what happens with it. Um, there's all kinds of fun little moments in this episode, but I do think that overall, like you mentioned, it goes by fast. We don't get to kind of savor a lot of the scenes. I think we could have had a lot more happening. Take take out the Debbie thing. Don't even have that and just mm-hmm. give us more like stuff going on because I don't even think I feel like the Deb, the Debbie stuff if it was a catalyst for George getting his toupee, that would be one thing, but it, it wasn't. Went nowhere. It went, went nowhere. nowhere. He didn't like because like he kind of got rejected by her, but if he was like, "Oh, if you put it together, it's like, oh, but if I had the toupee, I would get her. Like, I would get that motivation. But since it's not there, I don't think we need her. So, and that was wasted moments, unfortunately. So, as much as this was one of those episodes, like knowing that John Lovitz was in it, I was like, oh, this is one of my favorites. Going into it, unlike the last one, it didn't quite hit the highs for me that I was expecting it to. And honestly, bro, the whole eye patch thing at the beginning. We, you and I discovered that sort of right before we we, we yeah. started um, um, recording because I just brought it up to you. I was like, bro, I forgot to double check because I noticed it. You're like, hold on. I got I got Hulu on my computer. Let me just bring it up real quick. You brought up the episode. I saw the look on your face and you just looked at me. You were like, he's got no eye patch. And I'm not going to lie to you. That knocked it down a point for me, bro. Or uh, I'm sorry, half a point, point five. I, I, I moved mine down a half yeah. a point because of that too. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. So, so, bro, it was originally... 4.5, but because I loved it for reasons I just said, but I'm gonna have to knock it down to four. Good for you, Jax, out of five. Still a good okay. episode. Still an episode that I personally enjoy. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't love it as much as you did. That's that's surprising. I didn't hate it. Um, but you, we like, know that there's an X factor here for me, though. So <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, you've got you've got that line that you just really cling on to. I liked the episode. Um, I like that things intertwined really well. You know, some stuff that have, you know were caused by one person were affected down the line to another. Um, I didn't love John's John Lovitz's character like you did. Now I like John Lovitz. I love the critic. And I love, you know, some other stuff, some of his SNL stuff, but like this character, I don't love that much. And I don't love his line, good for you, Jack, or his use of overuse of Jack as much as you do. <laughs> so, um, and, I, and I understand I'm supposed to dislike him, but like, you know, that's part of it. And it just, it just didn't catch me like he caught you. Um, I, uh, one thing that I kind of thought was a little strange was like, so he didn't have cancer. Did he make up the whole thing at the entire time, or did he think he had cancer and then he didn't? He just kept going with they, they it. They said that. What, the, what about that? They said that he thought he had cancer, or the doctors thought, and they told him, okay. "No, you didn't." But yeah, that's the the question is okay. where where in where in that six months I, I can't remember how long, but where in that point did he actually find out? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I also really would have preferred if the lady. The lady in the corner went nowhere. Very similar with Debbie. Just like Debbie. Should she have been the female at the end? Maybe she even was. I don't know. I don't think so because she wasn't in that corner. So it's like they didn't play that out properly. So things just were kind of written, kind of written poorly uh, with some of the stuff. And so overall, it's not bad. But I didn't feel it was stand out, so I gave it right down the fucking middle. And I had it, I had it a half a point higher. And then when we talked about the missing eye patch, I had to bring it down. I gave it a 2.5 out of five white whales. <laughs> yeah, dude, you and I don't usually have that much of a, of a mm. disparity between our, our, our yeah, numbers. Uh, but I think one and a half points is a pretty big, pretty big gap between us. But you're not wrong. And kind of wish we brought that up in the, in the overall discussion. I do think. Y- I like what you said. I think that the girl that he hits on at the end should have been the girl in the corner. It yeah. wasn't. It should have mm-hmm. been the girl in the should've corner been. so that now he has – George is the guy with the power and even yeah. bring in John Lovett's next episode and have some kind of like power struggle between the two. But I, I don't even need that. I would have been fine with George getting her at the end. And it would have – yeah, I mean it's fine that he got this girl and that was cool and all. But that would have made more sense to the story. You know, mm-hmm. as it stands, all the women in the story have, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really have any... Worthless. Oh, yeah, exactly. Women are not worthless, but the women... <laughs> yeah, the way they're <laughs> written. Episode, yeah, it, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. In, in this episode, it was, it was yeah, written to be very, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I almost kind of wish you, like I said, I almost kind of <laughs> wish you, you, you mentioned that. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my okay. review... Just yeah. because I love John Lovitz, but I I am gonna really push back on myself and say no that you Adam you made a better point on that one uh, okay. at the end with the girl I th- I think that's a that's a note I think that they should have really switched that so but one thing I did note that you said uh, this episode has really good inter- like connectivity interconnectivity between scenes and stuff. Another thing that has great interconnectivity is the BFOP network, baby. Yes. And um, one thing that you guys, if you haven't listened to it yet, we talk Mortal Kombat, which is a really fun thing 
uh, that we did. And that's, that is interconnectivity because we had seven different people from the network get on one call. And guess what? We had a damn good time. We did. We did. It was our first roundtable discussion, our first uh, BFOP network-wide roundtable discussion. Uh, unfortunately, I think the only person that we didn't have was Scott um, from People mm-hmm. Don't Forget, but we hope to have him on next time, and we hope to have these these uh, roundtable discussions, you know, uh, n- you know, semi-frequently, you know, once maybe every, you know, six months or so. So it was just yeah, a lot of fun like to bring us all together and have a good time with it. But, you know, if mostly we just really wanted to showcase all the amazing podcasts that we have on this network man like like cartwright like i know you guys love seinfeld and and that's that's awesome but like you know if you if you also like cult movies if you like you know 80s nostalgia 90s nostalgia if you like more mainstream movies i mean we we hope that you're checking out blast from our past we hope that you're checking out throwback trivia takedown action action podcasting after dark uh people don't forget you know uh even curb uh on on our cartwright patreon so you know we, we have a lot of fun and we and talking back too. I mean, Tim and Dean, like these are all our friends. And so mm-hmm. if we can just like, our hope is that, you know, with these roundtable discussion things that, you know, if just one of you guys like discover a new podcast out of it, it's, it's worth it, you know? And if you don't want to listen, great. That's no big deal. We'll be back next week with a new episode of Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, we, we'd like to support our friends, man, because honestly, dude, we're surrounded by some pretty fucking amazing people, dude. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right, everybody. Uh, that was what? <laughs> that was the scoff law. We should yeah. address. Uh, so next yeah. week we're going to be tackling the yes. um, the the highlights. The highlights of 100. Yep. So next episode is a clip show. Everybody's favorite. No, it's not. Clip shows are <laughs> stupid. Actually, I say that, but then I did a clip show for our. <laughs> Beef up 100 episode because the a clip show is such a sitcom thing. Yeah. Like, I here's the thing. I'm with you, man. I don't love them, but I have nostalgia for them because they were such a staple. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And we are not going to skip it. Nope. We are actually going to legitimately yep. talk about it. We're going to kind of go over a couple different things of like you know how we thought the clip show worked, how the some of our favorite. Uh, scenes that they showed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've got a fun little game that I'm going to play with Corey that that uh, episode as well. So I hope you guys check it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we've honestly, at this point, we've been really thinking about it for like 13 episodes, how we're going to how we're gonna tackle the clip show. But yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. It's going to be different. It's going to be something different. But we hope you like it. And uh, you have more of us talking about Seinfeld. Yeah, you can't go wrong. And, and one other thing I just want to mention quickly, if you guys like if you guys like us talking about Seinfeld, I think you're also going to like us talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Corey and I are going over every single episode on our Patreon feed for an exclusive Patreon uh, show for Curb. Yep. If you guys enjoy the show, which as Seinfeld fans, you very likely might. Um, I, I bet you would. Corey hasn't really been a watcher before, so I've seen the first, I think it was uh, eight seasons or six seasons, whatever it was, um, seven, maybe seven seasons. Uh, and Corey hadn't really seen any of them. No. So he's, uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun yeah, it's... on our Patreon feed. So make sure we're, we're giving you guys two episodes a month. Yeah. It's not just one. We're giving you twice that. 
Yeah, and it's it's a much more of a of a discovery podcast for me, and I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying seeing the the connective tissue with Seinfeld, but also too, I'm enjoying to see what is different about it and what my expectations were and everything. So I'm loving it, bro. And we're gonna be recording uh, two new episodes tomorrow, so I can't wait. I and I can't yeah. wait to talk to you more, buddy. After like almost a whole month of us not podcasting together, I'm like, we recorded the roundtable one yesterday. We recorded mm-hmm. two episodes of Cartwright today. We're recording Curb tomorrow. I literally was going into yesterday thinking I get to hang out with my fucking friend for fucking three days. I'm so fucking excited, bro. I missed fucking podcasting with you. And, uh, you know, like, like I said... Dude, we we like recorded like three in a row at the beginning, you know, because when you were moving and everything. And I was like, it was nice having those like episodes to just kind of work on at my leisure. But I don't like not talking to you for. I mean, we talk in text, but I don't like not talking to you for like fucking three weeks like that, dude. That's lame, bro. We got it. We got to keep. We got to go back to what we're doing. So I love it, man. I'm fucking hanging out with my boy. Good for you, Jack. <laughs> Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.